Hi guys, welcome to Life Under the Rainbow and if you don't know me, my name's Belle. I'm going to be doing real talk about real life and always with a sprinkle of rainbows. So today's episode, this is the first episode of the podcast, how exciting is this? I'm just going to be doing a little catch up, a get to know me and Luke, um, just a brief overview of like what's led us here today, why I'm doing this, what it's going to entail. Um, for you, those of you that follow me on Instagram, um, on my page Heart Transplant Journey, you'll all be familiar with this story and probably know a lot more about me than you think you do. <laughs> but I am aware that, you know, a lot of people have followed since Luke passed. Um, so yeah, I just want to let everyone in, everyone get to know me. So where do we start? because there's a lot to unpack. I've got so many episodes lined up already, so many ideas of podcasts, of things to share, things I want to discuss, things I want to talk about. I'm 22 years old, which normally shocks a lot of people, to be fair. Um, Everybody always thinks I'm older. I don't know if it's the wrinkles. Luckily, on a podcast, you can't see my wrinkles. (laughs) Um, I work for the ambulance service, so I work in control. I'm an emergency medical dispatcher. Obviously, at the minute, I am on a career break because I am travelling. I'm currently in Western Australia. Uh, but I'll come back on to the travel. In terms of my job and my career, I've always wanted to be a paramedic, like, since I was little. Um, and I still want to do that, but things have been really tough in terms of medical stuff since Luke passed away. Um, I was very I'm very content where I am in my job at the minute and but one day I would like to progress whether that be like going back to uni or just working my way up through the the business who knows but I'm sure the world will take me where I need to be we have two cats um, called Pancake and Gingerbread Pancake is my baby boy Honestly, Luke always used to say he's never seen a cat and a human have a relationship like me and Pancake do. He's literally in my shadow. He doesn't leave my side. Um, that's been one of the like toughest things is leaving the cats. Um, but I knew that it would be more settled for them if they were just somewhere consistent. They are staying with a lovely, lovely couple in Nottingham. And it's probably the most consistency that they've had. Because when Luke was in hospital... It was just four months of being fed morning and night. Like they didn't have anyone around. And then when I did come back at the weekends, I had Kobe and Kobe and the cats weren't (laughs) weren't always the best of friends just because he's a screaming three-year-old. Gingy is my little girl. She is the kitten me and Luke got together in March last year. Luke was always jealous of the bonds that I had with my cat's pancake and flapjack when she was alive but unfortunately she passed away in december and he always was like oh it's because i didn't know them when they were kittens like i haven't got that bond i really want a kitten so we can i can bond and then that'll be my little baby girl and you can have pancake and flapjack and ginger will love me more and <laughs> just typical luke so he always wanted he always kept talking about a ginger cat as well so I'm all for like adopting cats and rescuing cats and Pancake and Flapjack were both rescued when they were kittens um, but I did go and buy Gingy off Gumtree from a lady around the corner, um, didn't tell Luke and then we just, I said to Luke, oh, we need to like nip up and go to the shop um, 
I need to go and get something that I've brought off marketplace because I'm a marketplace queen so he just like was like yeah okay cool whatever and then we turned up and there was gingerbread and he just fell in love so we took her home like the next week and she has been she's just the cutest little kid ever honestly but yeah I touched briefly on Kobe there so I do have a stepson that's Luke's son from a previous relationship he's called Kobe I'm sure you will have seen him on my Instagram he is the curly haired twin of his daddy he's honestly just the spit um he's such a lovely lovely little boy I've been blessed to be in his life since he was literally a year old um so I've watched him grow up which is so nice he's three and a half um he'll be four in October and yeah he's special if you know like the situation at the minute I haven't seen him for a little while so I really really miss him um that's been so tough but what can we do at the minute Another little fact that people might not know about me is I live with chronic illness. So in March, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is a form of IBD, which is an inflammatory bowel disease. So I take steroids for that. I've been on steroids for like three months now. Um, I do need a more long-term solution because obviously you can't be on steroids forever. But for the moment, these are helping my flare-ups. Um, I was very, very, very sick at the beginning of the year. But because Luke was also sick and was also in hospital, I kind of ignored my own symptoms for a very long time, which, you know, I don't recommend that to anyone. (laughs) You do need to look after yourself, even when you're a carer and you're looking after yourself and uh, you're looking after somebody else before yourself. You still have to make sure you're okay. Um, he was so cross at me when he when he found out. Uh, but, you know, these things happen, don't they? And I'm learning how to manage my condition and what works for me and what doesn't. Again, something I'm more than happy to talk about in detail, like what led to my diagnosis, what symptoms I had, um, the process of having a colonoscopy and stuff like that, because it's all very scary and daunting. Like, I was terrified. Like, talking about your bowel movements and your bowel habits... It's just cringy, isn't it? Like, nobody wants to do it. But it is really important. And it's really important to seek help if you think there's a problem. A little bit about me and Luke. So, me and Luke met at work. We both used to work at BT, which which is a call centre in Nottingham. Um, we worked on the 99 switchboard. It was not love at first sight. Like, not at all. No one... <laughs> I could never, ever sit here and tell you that because it would be a down absolute lie. I thought he was an arrogant C-U-N-T when I first met him. Um, but we just, like, hit off quite quickly after that. I think we, it was one of those, I was either going to really get along with him or we were going to hate each other and he was just going to piss me off every time I even saw his face. So I'm glad it went the way it did, to be fair, because... I met my soulmate. <laughs> um, we got engaged in 2022. We planned our wedding in, I think it was like eight weeks. Um, and we got married at the end of June. Our wedding was the most incredible day. Honestly, we were just surrounded with so much love. And like, I look back and I'm so glad we did it the way we did it. And like we didn't wait. And like I know at the time they would have been raised eyebrows because 
everything happened to everyone else like to everyone on the outside it would have seemed really really fast but it was something that we discussed for quite a long time um we were just gonna go do it like in secret and just sign a bit of paper because nothing else really mattered to us it was actually just to get married but then we we did come into a little bit of money um and we just thought fuck it let's just have a proper wedding and one thing led to another and yeah we ended up with a hog roast of 100 and some people <laughs> but it was incredible like genuinely the best day our favorite thing to do is watch formula one and order food that was like our weekends ticked like when f1 wasn't on i didn't know what to do with myself that and football we had quite a lot of like rivalry in the house with f1 so luke's a mercedes and lewis hamilton supporter and i'm a sergio perez slash red bull supporter so pick your sides guys you've all got to be on mine though <laughs> um that was always fun like we used to wind each other up no end yeah and we were also into football so Lee supported Bolton and I support Nottingham Forest but there's no competition there because Bolton are shit and <laughs> Forest are Premier League so in terms of Luke and his story his journey um Luke got sick in 2021 he had already been diagnosed with his heart condition of dilated cardiomyopathy but he wasn't symptomatic at all until 2021 over the summer that year he had multiple hospital admissions with breathlessness and fatigue um and he was getting like build up of fluid on his lungs struggling to do like the most basic of tasks including like even looking after Kobe like someone had to be with him all the time because it wasn't really fair on either of them Luke couldn't like pick Kobe up and carry him very far and obviously when he was that age he was he was a lot more dependent on the adults around him um so yeah life was really tough but we still enjoyed it and we enjoyed every minute at the end of 2021 um, that's when luke started getting the test for the transplantation and in march of 2022 he was listed for the transplant i am only going to cover this really briefly just because i will do like an entire episode on this uh, and i don't want to like keep repeating the same stuff and a lot of you will know this story anyway but it is just nice to talk about it out loud and to go through it. Anyway, I've literally just deterred straight from the point. March 2022, he was listed for a transplant. And that year was the year we got married. We went on holidays. We just did so much over that year. Like, honestly, when I look back and think that was only six months, it's actually crazy. And I don't feel like we were ever overshadowed by the fact of transplantation. Like, that was just kind of a tick box in our life that we needed to get through in order to have our forever together. So we were never, like, worried. Don't get me wrong, there was days when it was like, what the fuck? And there was times when he'd be in hospital and i just feel so helpless and I'd be so scared about, like, what the future held. But in the back of my mind, like, I always knew it was going to be okay and like as long as we had each other that we could get through anything and Luke was so strong and so positive and so just like ready to tackle anything that was thrown his way that it rubs off on you when you're seeing your person go through such hardship 
and you know he's the one that's sick he was the one with a heart condition and just face everything with such determination I can't falter I can't I can't crumble like you find that strength in your person and you find you push through things that you you don't realize that your body's even capable of doing when you're faced with it um so yeah that six months was just incredible there was a couple of hospital admissions in there checkups at patworth he had his pulmonary embolism as well which was absolutely chaotic <laughs> um and then october he started to get sick his kidneys started to fail and then november he was admitted full-time on the urgent list um and for most people when they get admitted on the urgent list they given medications and IV drips and they kind of stabilise for a while. Um, that's the whole point is to get you like stable enough and safe enough to wait for your gift. And obviously you are a higher priority by that point. But for Luke that never happened. Like he never he never got on that even keel. He just continued to get sicker and sicker and sicker. And then there was a point where you know there was nothing else at the hospital could do in terms of just maintaining his stability so that's where they took him down for the emergency surgery to fit him with a bivad which is the biventricular assist device um that took over the function of his heart completely so he was reliant on machines so that was on the 8th of december he had that surgery and then after that it was just conquering each hurdle getting back on the super urgent list and just waiting for the gift over the time he was in the hospital, he did have like two false alarms, which is where you're told that a heart is available. Um, but for one reason or another, it didn't didn't end up working out in the two times when it happened. That is like the most emotional state because you you just your emotions are so high and you're thinking about the future and the fact that somebody's passed away. And it's just crazy but then at the same time your mind can't like focus on anything else again this is definitely something I will do an episode on um because obviously I've got two false alarm stories as well um and I feel like that's beneficial for people that are potentially still waiting for their heart or any transplant for that matter actually and then in March after four months on Bavad's Luke sadly passed away um it was a scenario which nobody could ever have expected or predicted or even warned us about. Like, we weren't even warned about this risk. Um, and you don't consider it <laughs> because, I don't know, I guess it shouldn't happen. But it did in Luke's case. Um, so his bivad became detached and he had a major hemorrhage. And that resulted in his brain death and having to withdraw his life support. And that was a really, really, really horrible day, (laughs) Um, to put it politely. That was the worst day of my entire life. And it was like two days as well. It was like 36 hours from my first call to Luke passing away. And since then, it's just been... I can't even describe it like it's just so surreal like it still doesn't feel real to this day that I'm sat here at the other side of the world and that Luke's not alive (laughs) like what I just I don't think I'll ever get my head around that 
like I really really won't but I have been fortunate in a lot of ways in the fact that I've never really dealt with significant loss um my grandpa passed away when I was a teenager and don't get me wrong that was awful it was really 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 sad the funeral was sad finding that he passed away was sad seeing all my family heartbroken was so sad but it didn't impact my everyday life like we weren't that close and it was kind of just one of those things that happened I don't know whether it was my age or I'm not sure but it didn't rock my world and that might sound horrible I'm not sure I don't know um so I've never faced grief before I've never been close to death I've never spoke about it and holy shit there is so much I didn't know about what you have to do when somebody dies and that's the thing because it's not even just like I've lost somebody close to me and it's like impacted my life like I've had to deal with every single part of his death everything you know I was the one that had to tell people they died I was the one that had to make decisions I was the one that had to phone all the places and do all the sad men or the death admin on his life I had to plan the funeral had to you know continue to care for Kobe and watch his grief whilst also dealing with myself sell the house move you know there's like a whole encompass in it many things about like the funerals that you know I just haven't I had no idea about so many things to do with like the admin after people die and um coroners and it's crazy that this isn't spoke about more and it like it's so you shouldn't have to learn this when you're grieving like your brain's already completely in the wrong zone like there were so many phone calls I had where if I didn't have somebody else in the room with me I would literally not have taken in a word of what that person had said because I was just completely numb I was not present at all so I'm very lucky that I had such an incredible support network and I still do have the most incredible support network around me they dropped their entire lives to be by my side and to not leave my side for those first few months like I am forever grateful to those people and those people know who they are and I love them all dearly 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 um and I genuinely don't know if I'd be here without those people but there's also some people that have made my journey so much more difficult than it needed to be and those people know who they are (laughs) I want to say it's grief I think it runs deeper than that I'll give a allowance for grief you know misinterpreting like construing people's judgment and impacting the way that they behave and the way they act and some reactions and things like that but then that isn't an excuse for everything and it's not an excuse for a lot of the behavior and that's just been so tough and facing like judgment about the way that I've handled things or the way I've chose to share things or the way that his funeral was done it just makes it frustrates me and I just think first of all 
doesn't actually matter it doesn't actually affect you and second of all fuck off <laughs> like the only thing that mattered in the whole funeral situation and after Luke passed away and a lot of like decisions that he had spoke to me about and discussed with me the only thing that mattered through all of that was Luke and Luke being respected and Luke being loved and appreciated and that didn't happen on so many occasions and that's the most difficult thing because disrespect me all that you want like I don't whatever but then to go and disrespect Luke and to disrespect his wife as well to be fair he would be he would be fuming like he does not tolerate that if he could see the way that I have been treated and the judgment I've had and the abuse that I've received I can't even explain it without making him sound horrible but he was an honest man and he was a brutal man like he would tell you straight and these people would be told about themselves (laughs) in the nicest way possible um that gets me on to like the reason I've started this podcast I want to spread awareness I want to make this a conversation this needs to be spoken about like I have I have the most amazing support network but also there was times in that support network that I just felt so alone because I felt like naively I was the only person in the world that had ever been through this and you know in regards to my situation I probably am with what happened in the hospital and being in hospital for so long and you know there's going to be people with similar stories and similar journeys or stuff like that but I just felt so lost like ask yourself how many 22 year old widows do you know (laughs) probably not many and I get a lot of like judgment for my age as well which is you know people always say you're showing your age or whatever piss off (laughs) um And I want to have these open and honest and raw conversations and I can write it down and that helps to an extent but it's just not the same as just like word vomiting and speaking out loud and actually putting it into a domain where it could potentially help somebody else and for one person I the one person that's listening who this is helping or resonating with maybe not this episode because this episode's just a bit about myself and about the story and about Luke but the future episodes where I dive deep into a lot of the things that have happened if that helps one person feel less alone or encourages them to keep strong on their journey or makes somebody realize like how important organ donation is then I've done what I want to do like I have a video of Luke speaking about the transplant page and what that had given to him and what he wanted to give back to the community and I know wholeheartedly he's done that he's done that more than more than he could have ever imagined like I was so heartbroken when he couldn't donate his organs to help the community but I know what he's given to the community is more than his heart could have done for anyone it's more than what you wouldn't have wanted his fucking heart what a stupid comment but like you know his tissue or his skin or his anything like that that's 
what he has put out into the community in terms of sharing his journey and his raw experience and talking to people and recording the false alarms and posting about his journey and even talking about bivads like I didn't know what bivads were until Luke went on them um I knew what an LVAD was but not a bivad so he has just driven me to continue to share and to share my raw and vulnerable moments and I do feel vulnerable you know I'm putting this on a platform where anyone can listen to it people who you know I've seen and heard people massively judge me for the way I'm handling things and then to know I'm going to put this out and get even more judgment it is scary and I know there's going to be times where I'm going to talk about stuff that makes me really upset but that needs to happen because grief shouldn't just be locked away it shouldn't just be hidden it should be normalized it should be talked about the stigma needs to change um vulnerability is so 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 scary but it also creates the strongest foundations and that was something you know Luke said that to me in his vows like it's all about the foundations and more than anything the reason I'm doing this podcast is to make Luke proud he was always my number one supporter my biggest fan the best hype man that you'll ever ever know I actually do have another business on the side called Love From Bell, which is a personalised cup and trinkets business. Um, but I haven't done any work on Love From Bell since Luke was in hospital because I wasn't at home enough. I didn't have any time to make the products I was selling. So that has to take a massive backseat. But I'm so excited to start that again when I'm home. But he was my... He was the one that drove me to do that, to believe in myself, to start the business. Um, he brought me so much of the equipment I needed. Like I started off really small with just like the small cricket machine and I came home from work one day and he brought me the massive one because he wanted me to be able to do it like more efficiently. And he just was the best, honestly. Like I'd be at work and I'd be stressing about getting orders out or and he'd just go and deliver them for me. He was my little delivery man. <laughs> um, and I know how much he would have my back through making this podcast and how much he'd be championing me on and cheering, cheering me on. And I know he'll be up there cheering me on right now. So this one's for you, babe. I love you more than I could ever tell you. And I miss you so fucking much. I wish we could do this together because, first of all, it would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Second of all, I would have you here with me and that would be incredible. In terms of like what you can expect in the future on Life Under the Rainbow, there's so many episodes um, that I want to do. Obviously, I want to cover Luke's journey from like start to finish, which is quite a long one. Um, I want to talk about grief the stigma changing the stigma my experience I want to talk about planning the funeral um the celebration of his life like the things that you can expect um I want to talk about obviously my travels and what's led me to Australia and like what my plans are um I would do a story about how we met I want to 
keep going with the IVF stuff as well, which is just incredible. Um, obviously, I will do an episode about the day he died and kind of what happened in more detail. I don't know when I'm going to be ready to do that. I have just spoke to your story with Ella about my journey and my life with Luke. So her that episode should be coming soon as well. So go check her out and give her a follow if you want to hear it before I release it here. You're going to get like exclusive life under the rainbow content <laughs> but with Ella. <laughs> um yeah, also like stepmotherhood as well because before all this stuff happened with Luke and him being in hospital, like I was a stepmom for the first time. That's some that's a massive massive life adjustment and a change and that was quite isolating because there's things that you know you're navigating this whole new life and this whole journey um and I felt quite alone being a stepmom and it's hard to find your your place and your role and stuff so yeah I'd love to talk about that some more and then like I said in the trailer if you guys listen to the trailer um it'll be great to get some guests on at some point at the minute it's just not something I think I can do because I can barely even deal with my own trauma (laughs) so the thought of having you know discussing it with somebody else I wouldn't be able to like give them the support that they needed um and that's okay you know we're gonna have this podcast forever more (laughs) so buckle in let's go Oh, what's another thing that I was going to do? That was it. Yes, a Q&A. Because I like doing my anonymous questions, even though I get, like, the hate from my number one fan. Um, but, like, doing, like, a Q&A podcast would be good because I find when I answer them on Instagram, I either get a bit sick of typing or, you know, like, 60-second videos are just a bit awkward. So, like, doing, like, a chatty Q&A would be really nice. Um, and if there's anything in particular that you want to see or that you that you want to see you can't see it as a podcast that you want to listen to you want to hear me ramble about you want to hear me talk about drop me a message on instagram um my instagram is life under the rainbow dot podcast um and then obviously heart transplant journey underscore i'm contactable on both of them um but yeah, I'm so excited to see where this goes. And I just want to create the best community ever. Like I had a message earlier of a girl who said that she was on the way to a relative's funeral. And like I'd inspired her to stay strong because she saw me be strong for Luke. And like she, I would never know how much I've helped her. And oh, it just how incredible is that like how bloody incredible is that and I've had like quite a lot of messages like that and I still haven't replied my it's so difficult to reply to all the messages and I said I'm going to dedicate a day to just go through and like respond to everyone but wow wow and I know like this podcast is going to do that for people so let's rock and roll and I can't wait to share my life under the rainbow with you all i really can't i'm so excited so let's fucking go
anyway guys i hope you have a lovely day whatever you might be doing and i will catch up with you super soon